You're tuned in to the Morning Blitz. All they do is sit around and talk. On 102.5 U-Rock and the Rocking M app. Eight thirty-eight in the Central Time Zone, seven thirty-eight Mountain Time here on a Thursday morning. Kind enough to spend some time with us through his busy schedule. He covers the Kansas City Chiefs for the KC Stars. Our good friend Jesse Newell. Good morning, Jesse. How are we doing today? Doing great, Ross. How about yourself? I am doing just fine. The temperatures are getting warmer after this Arctic that we have experienced, and I know that makes no one more happier than you, a man who loves his warm weather. <laughs> it's so true, and uh, yeah, if the Chiefs advance one more week, then uh, you know I'm going to guess Vegas and okay weather. So um, if that happens, I will not be complaining. Okay weather and good times ahead for Jesse Newell. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed uh, there as they get set to take on the Baltimore Ravens. Give us the latest, Jesse, on the injury report. Who's in? Who's out? We've read and seen a lot of different things. What's the official word? Yeah, so they just started their practices yesterday, and this has been the longest um, injury report for the Chiefs they've had in quite some time. But um, guys like Mike Edwards remained out of practice. Willie Gay was limited. You know, he left the previous game against Buffalo. Um, so those are kind of the main two guys you're looking at that uh, they lost the previous game. But we'll see how things progress over the course of the week. Uh, Joe Tooney's another one to watch. He injured his pec uh, in, in last game. But, you know, it would be really – I think ambitious to think he's going to be able to play this weekend. And not only that, the Chiefs have a really good backup with Nick Allegretti, who obviously is not the all-pro like Joe Tini is, but can step in, knows the system, and the Chiefs would feel good and comfortable with him being in there. So I would say those are the main three ones you're looking at. They have a bunch of other guys on there that, like, are sort of in limbo that maybe they wouldn't activate anyway. You know, the Kadarius Tonys, Guy Moore's of the world um, that have kind of been in and out of practice. But, uh, those main three are kind of the ones to watch, I think, uh, when you're watching throughout the course of the rest of this week. And Willie Gay could be really important for these running quarterbacks. Um, he really serves as a spy, and definitely if the Chiefs could use a spy against Lamar Jackson this week. And like I said, Mike Edwards, without Brian Cook already as a safety in there, um, he is part of their safety depth that they need uh, to have if he's able to get back. So. Uh, those three guys, keep an eye on those, and we'll see how they, things progress over the course of the rest of the week. Yeah, the biggest one to me is Willie Gay because of the exact reasons that you said. I mean, hopefully he's able to go because without him, I think that'd be a huge loss. Well, and it was a huge loss this past game against Buffalo. I mean, it sure seemed like early in the game before he went out that he was serving as the spy and had practiced for that role all week for Josh Allen, and then he's out of the game, and you really don't have the same – I mean, you have other guys you can have do it, but they don't have the same skill set, the same speed that Willie Gay has. And so, uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, that, that's kind of one where it seems to me, I think his was a neck injury um, past game. Uh, limited practice is an encouraging sign, and I, I think potentially he's one that uh, will try to grind through things and get in there. But we'll see how practices progress. And, again, those are usually a pretty good sign as you go later in the week. If a guy can continue to have limited practices, usually he's going to be in there on Sunday. Jesse Newell, our guest from the Kansas City Star. It felt like, Jesse, last week against the Bills, we saw the Chiefs' offense actually look like what we've expected it to look like a majority of this season. Do you think that they figured some things out, or is this just a blip on the radar uh, as we head into this weekend's game? Yeah, probably um, a, a little bit. Well, I, I would say more towards they figured things out, but again, you can just have a good game too. And Patrick Mahomes was like peak 
Hall of Fame level Patrick Mahomes. And, um, you know, even though he's feeling good this time of year, he's healthy. We just haven't always seen that from him uh, throughout the course of the rest of the year. But I do think the Raiders loss on Christmas really forced them to reevaluate some things and redo some things. You know, there's been some talk in the locker room about how they kind of sat down in meetings and figured out how can they get to the line of scrimmage faster? How can they simplify some things before the play, whether it's the play call or just getting lined up right so that they can get up to the line and not have so many of those pre-snap things that were going wrong, you know, like lining up offside. So like we saw in the previous Bills game that cost them the game, like having false starts, like having Patrick Mahomes trying to get guys in the right spots but not having time to have them do that. So I actually think it's, it's weird to say that, you know, a loss is good for you, but I do think that loss was so bad to the Raiders that it really forced them to reevaluate the process of what they were doing. And things have looked a lot cleaner since then. Um, but, you know, the, the thing that's popped up in the playoffs that really they haven't had is these 20-plus yard gains. I mean, we've talked all season about the Chiefs. They just had to be perfect because they've gotten no chunk gains, no big gains in the run game, no big gains in the pass game. And it just forces you to go 10, 12, 14 plays down the field and score. And all of a sudden, they've just turned this on in the playoffs, and they've been amazing with it. You know, throw the ball down the field, getting these big chunk runs, and uh, you just don't have to play as perfect. You can, uh, you know, not have to have um, just completely drives that have to go uh, all these plays to be able to, to score in the end. So uh, that's been the thing that's really surprised me in the last couple of games is uh, the, re- the kind of reemergence of these explosive plays. I think you have to give a lot of credit to the coaching staff because it sure seems like they've schemed some things up against these last two opponents that really tapped in at their weaknesses. And we'll see if they can do the same thing as Baltimore, which seems defensively to have fewer weaknesses than both the Dolphins and the Bills. Jesse Newell, our guest from the KC Star, covers the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs take on the Baltimore Ravens uh, coming up at 2 o'clock Central 1 Mountain Time here on Sunday. What is the most interesting matchup of this Chiefs-Ravens game, in your opinion? Hmm. Well, that's a good one. You know, it's not a direct-on-direct matchup, obviously, but, like, let's be honest. What was last week's matchup down to? It was Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes, right? And both those guys mostly delivered throughout the course of the game. And there's a reason I've talked to you so much about it. It's the NFL and it's football, which means good offense can beat good defense. We saw that last week when the Chiefs beat the Bills, and the Chiefs got Josh Allen off his spot. They had a pass rush. They had good coverage. And all of a sudden, he rolls to his left and just throws a dart to Khalil Shakir in the corner of the end zone, and it's a touchdown. And so it's like you do nine or ten things right defensively, and it just doesn't matter because the quarterback is, is too good. You know, he has so much control. If you put a pass in the perfect spot and your receiver catches it, there's just not much the defense can do. And, and that's why offenses typically rule this league, and that's why offenses typically win in the playoffs, and quarterbacks typically win in this league. And so I, I guess it's not direct, but Lamar Jackson versus Patrick Mahomes is a pretty good matchup. It's, it, it is kind of a barometer here to say which of these guys are going to play better and uh, is there some pressure on Lamar to do so when we know how good Patrick Mahomes is as an underdog? I think he proved last week like now he's 9-1-1 one, and one against the spread and 8-3 and three overall when he's an underdog in the game. I mean, those are just ridiculous numbers. Uh, but Lamar Jackson is going to be the MVP of the league, you know? So can you produce in this situation when you know you're going against one of the best quarterbacks of all time? Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing both of those guys play because uh, this is sort of where kind of the old cliche games are made. And, uh, Patrick Mahomes added to his last week, and there's obviously an opportunity for Lamar Jackson to add to his in a very, uh, very, very big setting that is going to be watched by tens of millions of people on Sunday. 
Do you think it is Lamar Jackson getting loose, extending and making big plays is the biggest thing that should scare Chiefs fans going into this game, or is it something else? You know, I I think the Chiefs are really, really good defensively when they can force you to be one-dimensional, when they know you're going to pass it. And I think we saw last week with the Bills, I think you potentially could see this week with the Ravens, which is it's really tough to make those teams one-dimensional because they can run the ball traditionally and their quarterbacks can run the ball. And it just adds a different dimension to what you want to do. It was sort of funny. I was in the Buffalo locker room after the game and Steve Sagnola had just gotten dressed. He was about to walk out with his suitcase. And he kind of turned to me and another reporter that was in there and he goes, man, maybe I want to retire before I have to face that Bill's offense again. You know what I mean? Like he kind of chuckled and walked out, but it is a real headache to, to face these sorts of offenses because even when you feel like you shut them down um, in the past game, their quarterbacks can run and they get themselves out of these bad situations. They don't get themselves in third and long because they're able to run the football on first and second down and or scheme things up to make things easier on third down. And So I think that's kind of the main thing you're looking at with the Chiefs, which is, you saw them against Tua. Like, they made Tua one-dimensional. They made him into to the Dolphins into a passing offense. They had third and longs, and the Chiefs feast in those situations. They can, they can pass rush. They can blitz. They can do things creatively. They can move things back in their secondary. They've got super smart players who have high football IQs that allow them to do a bunch of different things. But you can't get any of the exotic if you can't stop the basics. And so I think that's the biggest thing for the Chiefs is being able to stop the run game and get them into – get Baltimore into some difficult situations, but we didn't see many of those from Buffalo last week, and uh, if the Chiefs don't get many of those against the Ravens, it's going to be tough sledding on Sunday because it's going to be very, very tough to uh, to get Lamar Jackson and the offense out of rhythm if they're constantly facing second and short, third and short, which obviously is kind of where the Bills lived in last week. Okay, one more for you. Let's, and I know you don't know this, I don't know this, we all don't know this, but let's just say the Chiefs uh, go to Baltimore and pick up a win. How amazing has would the story be that the Chiefs have made the Super Bowl again after a regular season that was, I don't know, kind of clunky it felt like at times, especially offensively, and to still make it, what does that say about this this franchise and this Chiefs organization? Yeah, I mean, it would, it would make us sort of, <laughs> would make me at least sort of want to forget uh, a lot of stuff that happened in the regular season and kind of just brush it to the side because, you see what happens. This, that offense Sunday, the Chiefs had against the Bills, was not the offense we've seen all year. Uh, but they turned it on. And all of a sudden, if you turn it on at the right time, uh, you can be going and advancing really far. And This is sort of the plan for the Chiefs. If I want to talk about big picture GM-wise from Brett Veach, which is, you know, you, if you draft well and you don't make short-term decisions and you don't make short-term signings, the hope is you put yourself in the game every single year and you have Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, and for a little while, Travis Kelsey, and you just you put yourself in the playoff, and you give yourself a chance the next 10 years, and maybe you win three or four Super Bowls. But you don't know when they're going to come. You don't know exactly when you're going to turn it on or, or when the luck is going to fall on your side. But um, this is sort of the plan. You know, they didn't do like a Von Miller contract for the Bills. They didn't panic and, and try to, you know, it helps that they win one Super Bowls. You don't, you don't have to panic. But this is sort of the formula for them. Don't do anything rash. Don't do anything crazy. And hope that when playoff time comes that you give yourself a shot and that Patrick Mahomes can lift you. And, again, so far this playoff, that's worked out, and we'll see how well it does against the Ravens, who uh, probably and, and most likely uh, they definitely are uh, one of the best teams in the NFL and the best team the Chiefs have faced in this particular playoff. But isn't it so – I just kind of sit here and chuckle because you, you're exactly right on this whole story, but it's by the skin of their teeth that it all worked because it 
came so close multiple times this year to crashing down, you know, where the wide receivers weren't living up to the expectations and so on and so forth. It's just amazing how it did all come together at the exact right time. Yeah, I mean, I just all the nerves of the season, the drops, these receivers short, they're frustrated on the sideline. I mean, I remember talking about that a lot. You know, was that going to make them or break them? You saw frustration from the Chiefs this year you've never seen from them before and kind of blow-ups on the sideline where you thought this can either galvanize them or it could splinter them. And so, in the end, they all came through and everything came together. And it is amazing how the narrative of the season can really change over the course of three or four weeks. Jesse Newell, Kansas City Star. Always great to visit, my friend. Thank you so much for spending some time with us today. And uh, enjoy the ball games. all right? We'll, start, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Appreciate it, Thank you. Once again, great stuff there from Jesse Newell of the Kansas City Star. Good there. Good stuff from him. Yeah, it's just amazing to me how he talks about, you know, they, they did it this way. This was their plan the whole time. And it was just a moment away from failing and blowing up in your face. It was that close. That close. That's the thing. It, it's incredible that what the 24-hour about... news cycle does for us that the regular season is all but forgotten at this point. Uh, I, I, not I think in my a lot head. of people. I know. I think a lot I... of people uh, outside of Kansas City have kind of looked around and like, wow, the Chiefs are playing well again. And look, you know, look how well they're doing. And, of course, they're in the AFC chip one more time. This was not a given. And the... I think it's it's really, really easy to look back now and say what a great job by their GM and they, they didn't blow up and they didn't make short fuse decisions, which is true. But I think if they if Josh Allen uh, steps into that throw, completes it, they win the ball game, the Chiefs are bouncing the divisional, I think then we're you're talking thinking about, about a very, very, very different, very different oh. story, big picture points. Great point. I I think it's it's very very easy in the twenty four hour news cycle to get caught up and they're in the AFC chip again. They're that good. Everything has clicked at just the right time. It's all working excellent. When if Chris Jones doesn't get, I, I mean that much less less pressure, or that that field goal doesn't hook right. These are big ifs. But if they lose that ball game, we're talking very, very different big picture. And obviously, win or lose in the playoffs, we talk differently about teams. That's how this league works. But it's very slight, the differences that could, I think, make huge waves for what the Chiefs would have done this offseason. No doubt about it. Let's take a break. Come back. We will wrap up the show with some thoughts on a new head coach in the AFC West to take on Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs. And we'll get our final thoughts next on the Blitz.